dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio, brought to you by InnerSpark. This is the resource for all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. We're your hosts, Devin. And I'm Mike. On today's show, episode 14, we'll be answering some questions we received. It's Q&A day! I'm excited. Yay! Me too. So I have three questions that I selected, and it's my intention to get to all three of them. So let's go. So this first question, I have allergies and would love to get into plant spirit medicine. How do you educate yourself well enough about interactions and potential dangers, especially if you do have some pills you must take daily? Thanks. Okay, so first of all, plant spirit medicine and flower essences have absolutely no contraindications. I repeat, plant spirit medicine and flower essences have absolutely no, zero, no contraindications because they don't involve ingesting any physical plant matter. They are safe for all, in all life stages and in all conditions. Animals, infants, the elderly, the sick, the healthy, all people can benefit profoundly and safely from engaging with plant spirit medicine and or flower essences. Episode 2 has a lot of information on plant medicine in its many forms, herbalism, essential oils, and flower essences, or energetic plant medicine, where we engage with the spirit of the plant. Okay, so one thing I've got to jump in there is I get the working with the energetics, I think. Uh, being a really skeptical kind of person and someone who has not worked with this or studied it as much as you have, I'm always a little put off when I hear things like the spirit of the plants, for example. Um, and this is another one of those things where my skeptic nature makes me stop. If you show me something, I still might not believe it. I'll wonder, how did you create this illusion? If you write something out on a chalkboard and prove it to me mathematically, I'll think, well, I wish I were smart enough to check that math. You've shown me proof, but I don't even know if that's correct. When I experience something, that's when it's really hard to deny it. And I don't know if I would call what we work with as spirit or energy or what exactly you would call it, but I've certainly had my own experiences with flower essences and these energies and this energetic work that you're talking about. So I just wanted to put that out there for anybody who is similarly skeptical or put off by terms like spirit or anything like that is that it, it, even the most skeptic, rational person has to admit that there's a lot going on that we don't understand and that we're discovering to new depths and new levels every single day. And as Devin pointed out, there are no contraindications with this. You're not going to take a flower essence and then break out in hives or, you know, it's, nothing's going to swell shut on you or anything like that. Like, you're not going to have an allergic reaction to this. There is no danger in it. So if you are willing to work with something that might be a little beyond our current understanding or beyond something that we can put into words in popular culture. If there's no risk involved with it, then why not? And why not try it out? It's my kind of take on it. Thank you. Yeah, and that means a lot coming from you. I realize everyone listening doesn't know you as well as I do. Right. I mean, does anyone in the world know you as well as I do? It's, Probably not. Right. <laughs> Just like no one in the world knows me as well as you do. But 
yeah, coming from from you, that that really does say a lot. And terms like spirit, essence, I mean, they're all inter interchangeable. It's really just an attempt at the English language, for, or an attempt by the English language rather, to capture something that's not capturable. So it's it's the essence, the just pure divine intelligence and consciousness of the various plants that we are using that then interact and influence change on our subtle levels. And you guys have heard me talk so much about how the subtle creates the gross. And I, I really, if you haven't checked out episode two, really go um, give that a listen. We really dove into each each type of plant medicine in great detail. And each of these forms, so physical herbalism, essential oils, and flower essences, will impact all levels of our being from the subtle to the gross. However, as we engage with the plant's subtle and gross manifestations, so too will our corresponding levels be influenced mainly. So herbs will work more on our physical bodies, but will still greatly influence our subtler bodies, whereas the essences will work more on our subtle bodies, which, as the subtle creates the gross, will influence healing in that manner. And multi-level support is really necessary. Um, I, I don't ever just tell someone, oh, here, take this flower essence formula and negate physical support, because while we are shifting the subtle realms that are allowing the physical to manifest in such a way that dis-ease is reality, it's really important to also support the physical healing as well. So we support the tangible while it's catching up, while the subtle is being shifted to recreate the gross three-dimensional experience of our lives in the manner we intend. So multi-level support is truly necessary. And back to this this person's question, so I hope I have clarified, they, they're experiencing allergies and they're concerned about interactions and dangers because they are taking pills, I, I assume prescription pills, and they want to get into plant spirit medicine. So you can do this. They, they can exist together. There is no danger here there is no interaction. And while pills can certainly serve us and allopathic medicine can be life-saving, it's always best to understand that the body's dis-ease is a symptom. It's a symptom of a deeper, deeper, subtler imbalance. And peeling away the layers can help you understand the cause of your challenges more fully and to then address the cause rather than to continue chasing the symptom and trying to just pacify and band-aid the symptom. And I, I highly recommend always working with a practitioner. We are dedicated to this field and have dedicated and pledged our lives to being Mama Gaia's wisdom keepers, Mama Earth's wisdom keepers. And I mean, I spend so much of my waking day researching and experimenting and communing with nature. And I am also very well versed in allopathic medicine and Western physiology, as well as the more intuitive, metaphorical, emotional, ancestral, and shamanic viewpoints of disease creation and manifestation. So it's it's nice to be held. And so I, I highly recommend working with somebody because there is a chance you can just understand the subtler cause of your allergies in the first place. And then maybe pills won't even need to be part of your life. So with that multi-level support and really getting into this root cause, you know, things like undigested emotions and old traumas or ancestral traumas can all 
manifest as allergies of some kind. And so having somebody to guide you into those those depths and get clarity can help to bring about really profound healing. Additionally, always researching drug herb and drug nutrient interactions. Sometimes they can coexist, other times not so much. So there are physical herbs if you are going to get into herbalism to support your your allergies while you are taking these prescriptions that I, I don't know what you're taking. There can be interactions. And this is a problem that I really have with a lot of these these health coaches and holistic life coaches and all of these people out there today just kind of recommending you know take this and take this and not understanding what they're saying i mean even certain herbs taken together can can produce an interaction and certainly different prescriptions and different herbs can produce reactions and so it's it can be downright irresponsible for us to just ingest things or for these so-called practitioners to be suggesting things so that's that's just kind of my my feel and my take for this individual um but truly allergies are a symptom of something deeper and plant spirit medicine can can guide you into these depths to help you get clarity as well as the physical herbalism to to support your body as well and maybe pills won't need to be part of your reality anymore and you can get some relief so reach out to me and i would love to walk with you on this mike did you have something else to add yeah i have a, a couple things actually one uh, as you were mentioning allergies, I was thinking about something that I had learned a few years ago about eating local honey as something that might help people with like seasonal allergies, for example. And the the benefit of that is that you get local uh, plant matter, I guess, in the honey. So there's some physical traits there as well, but it's not really obvious. And it's something that we have to be told, oh, well, instead of Benadryl, maybe this honey, you know? Um, and it just seems to me that maybe there's something else also going on there. Like, could there be some kind of energetic trait from the plants that the bees are out gathering along with the pollen that I'm getting through this honey? Uh, it's just one, another one of those things where the obvious and the gross and the, the big aspects of what we're dealing with don't seem obvious. How does honey affect my allergies, but there's something subtle there. We may not exactly understand what it is or how it all works, but it is there and it's real. And I think that's something worth noting. But another thing I really wanted to uh, pick up on was something that you had said about chasing symptoms. There's a gardener, an organic gardener that I really look up to, who when asked about what kind of weeds does he have growing in his garden, he says, I have no idea because he never sees the weeds. He takes care of his soil and he addresses the weeds while they're in the seed phase, the pre-emergence phase, so that they don't sprout up in his garden and he doesn't have that kind of problem. So he's taking care of it on a subtle level, being proactive before these gross symptoms of weeds. And basically, the way he does it is that if you can see them, it's too late. If he has weeds growing in a crop, then the whole crop is a waste. He's not going to spend his time picking out the individual weeds from within his crop. And I can see that as kind of like the opposite of the way we have things right now in our society is that we put so much effort on the back end of things with treatments and prescriptions 
and all these things to treat us as sick people, but there's not enough on the front end to keep us from getting there. We're always chasing the symptoms. We're always a step behind. We're never a step ahead. So when I hear you talk about these things, I can really put a lot of trust in it because not just knowing you, but knowing your background and how much you have studied these things and that you do have, you know, an education in this and you're not just someone who's making something up or just telling people something irresponsibly, as you said, but that you really know what you're talking about and that you can describe scientifically what the interactions between the endocrine system are and how these glands work together and how these energies influence each other and how these emotions can affect the functions of these hormones and that can affect, you know, your physical conditions. So yeah, that kind of background and input uh, is really helpful for me and I'm sure it's probably helpful for your clients as well. Yeah, and I just, like, I am so not a credentialist. I don't I don't think, like, oh, I know more and am better because I went to this Western establishment and got this Western credential and now can put MS after my name. To me, that just, like, the reason I even did that was, I mean, to learn more, clearly. And because we do, for better or for worse, live in kind of a credentialistic society, so there are a lot of people that feel that confidence. Like like you were saying, you are somebody that does value proof and values being able to have things explained to you kind of in that Socratic Western, you know, um, scientific formula right. process way. And so there, it was my intention to be able to, to take my kind of intuitive, innate healing, knowing abilities to a broader level and to be able to receive more credibility and respect, I suppose, from the kind of credentialistic viewpoint that so many of us in our country hold and in, in kind of Western culture. So I just want to make that clear. Like, I am so not like, oh, I'm better. No, I, I, it's like a dream of mine. I'd love to go spend years in like the rainforest and right. live among the indigenous peoples and be submerged in that because that's that, that's really where my my calling and my passion is is in the more unseen ethers if you will and that's kind of why mike and i are so so good together is because he kind of helps me to ground that very expansive side of myself and i'm getting so off topic but one last thing about the honey raw local honey is truly just liquid gold i mean it is just so amazing and i i highly recommend that to so many people to make part of their their daily lives just a little bit it is just like pure alchemical magic the way the bees turn the pollen into that just liquid gold and um yeah it's so full of so much good stuff so much good stuff so good good suggestion on that babe and it can definitely help with allergies okay I want to do all three of our questions today. So question two, how do you know when your chakras are out of balance or blocked? Well, I would just love to refer this person to our chakra series, which has a ton of resources about this. And they were episodes four, five, six, and seven. And things to look for to specifically answer this person's question regarding how do we know when they're out of balance or blocked. So looking for things like anxiety, stress, fertility challenges, digestive challenges, immune challenges, issues trusting others, difficulty expressing yourself, trouble sleeping, a perceived inability to connect with something greater than yourself, relationship challenges, financial concerns, emotional over or under eating, 
I mean, I can keep going forever. Literally every single dysfunction or dis-ease in our physical bodies or lives is a manifestation of an imbalanced chakra. These energetic centers govern physiological responses and every challenge in our lives stems from a weak or overtaxed immune system. And that corresponds more specifically with our root chakra. So refer to episode 12 for all things nervous system and the root chakra. The root chakra is truly the most important of all of the chakras, period. The foundation upon which we build our lives must be strong and healthy, or literal or figurative crumbling will happen eventually. That's that's just the way it works. And I'm, I'm noticing that more and more in my own process and with my clients is things that we kind of half-acidly address or process, and we just kind of keep going throughout our lives, that stuff is still there. So if you are knowingly bypassing something or ignoring it, or, you know, just kind of like scratching the surface of it, if it's an old trauma or if it's getting into healing your physical body or different habits or patterns that you're doing that you're trying to break, whatever it is, half-acidly going about it is not going to get you anywhere. You're prolonging and delaying the inevitable and you're just kind of allowing all of the old backlogged stuff to turn into a giant like avalanche snowball. So it was like this little snowflake and it's just continuing to accumulate crap because it's all compounding and you're going about your life, which means you're kind of, you know, um, going through other trials or challenges such as the daily life of a human, right? And the other stuff is still there and it's accumulating as well. And so don't half-assedly go about your process because this foundation is so important. And if you are building your life on something crumbly, it's, it's going to catch up with you eventually. So that is my answer for number two. There are a variety of ways and without knowing um, something specific that you may be facing, it's, it's difficult for me to offer like specific guidance as to a specific chakra of yours to look into. So perhaps go check out episode four, five, six, and seven. And also on our website, we have an awesome ebook about the chakras and maybe hit me back up if you have something more specific. Babe, do you have anything to offer? I was actually going to mention the ebook. I'm glad you got to that. So if somebody goes to innerspark.life, uh, you'll see the offer for the free ebook. It's right there. Uh, also, if you go to books.google.com and type in Devin Battaglia, uh, that's the first book that pops up, Your Guide to Personal Alchemy. And it has a lot of really great information in there where Devin ties together a lot of the correspondences between the chakras. And I mean, it, it's just awesome. So yeah, please check that out. Yeah, the chakras and the endocrine system specifically exactly. and the energetic influences and emotional connections between the physical body and, and different emotional and energetic challenges. And it has like exercises in there for getting in touch with these things. Yeah. It's, it's really great. It's a pretty sweet little guide, if I say so myself. All right, so I think we're going to make it. Question three. How to translate unidentified and or unconnected feelings into understanding so that they can be identified and worked through? All right, so my answer for this, if I'm understanding you correctly, is you're wanting to understand how to translate these unidentified and or unconnected feelings kind of into words so they can be worked through. And they live in your body. They're not in your head. 
they're not something to intellectualize. They live in your body. And this is crucial to the healing process, embodiment. Feeling into where these things live in your body, befriending them, asking them questions, asking what they need, moving with them, creating art from them, etc. And we discussed this a lot in the previous episode. Episode 13 was all about embodiment and I shared various exercises for connecting to the physical body in general because so many of us are so disconnected and it's not like a you know I'm not shaming any of us like oh how do we let ourselves get so disconnected it's kind of like we were screwed from the get-go I mean the way that that school is set up and all, all of these different different things were kind of working against us so it's not something to be ashamed of it's not something to feel badly about it kind of is what it is and now we have an opportunity to reconnect and to experience the entire spectrum of the human existence that is living in our body. And our bodies house everything. I mean, any answer that you could ever want, and this person in particular is wanting to clarify these unidentified and unconnected feelings into their embodied understanding, and that's really the way. So intellectualizing things and trying to understand them with the mind will only get us so far, because at the end of the day, we're still viewing the world through the lens of our particular subconscious patternings and our particular core wounding and core mythology which is for every single one of us some flavor of the there's something wrong with me story so intellectualizing old feelings or or unidentified feelings is only going to get you so far it's it's going to get you kind of what i was saying in the previous question it's like a half acid way I'm, I'm making up words today. Half-acidly and half-acid. Half-assed? I like half-acid. Anyway, that's, that's, that is the way to half-acidly go about the process. The rest of it, to get your full ass online, is to connect to the physical body. Because that's where the rest of it lives. That's where the entire truth lives. Not the version of your truth that, that your wounding and core mythology is telling you in the mind. So go check out episode 13. I shared resources to reconnect with the body and then to specifically begin to commune with where we feel these different emotions in the body. Where do you feel this old trauma or this old grief? You know, a different body part will give you some type of feedback. There will be a sensation. There will be something there. And that can be your entry point. That can be the way that you begin to get some clarity. And then moving with it, creating art from it, asking questions, creating a dialogue. And again, that's something, because that's so far out of what we have been taught, and that's so far out of the norm, that can feel downright ridiculous when you first go about the process. It's like, why am I talking to my calf? You know? <laughs> I get it. I, I was the same way when I first started this. And stick with it. Push past that, that resistance. Lovingly. I don't like using words like push. So lovingly, just keep nudging through it. And what you will find on the other side will be truly profound. And so person with this final question number three, that would be my answer to you is to truly, if you're looking to translate these unidentified and or unconnected feelings into understanding so they can be identified and worked through, it has to be an embodied understanding, not an intellectualized understanding. Because your brain is, is beautiful and your mind is so beautiful and so important, yet it's only one half of the tools that you have. And your body is the way to, to understand and to ground your experiences and to ground divine insight and intellectual understanding into physical life and creation and manifestation. So get into the body. 
Yeah, this is uh, something that I have also dealt with a lot, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, not being able to tell the difference between an actual physical hunger or just an emotional urge to eat. When I don't, when I can't identify where this feeling is coming from, then it makes it like impossible to work with. I have to be with it and then see, okay, where is it coming from? And so, yeah, that initial presence and being with yourself is really important. And that's something that I'm practicing. And I really want to emphasize that it is a practice. It's like learning any language. You have to practice it. And when you're learning what your body's language is, you have to have that conversation often and you have to, uh, yeah, learn to learn to practice it over and over. And one piece of advice that I would give from my own experience and practice is not to be afraid of or repulsed by whatever unidentified feeling you're going to find there. Because you've got this thing, and you've got these ideas of these names that you don't want that thing to be. Like, you don't want it to be mm. anger. You don't want it to be sadness. And so, when you're feeling it out, you're feeling like, this might be anger, but I don't want it to be anger, so apparently I can't identify it. And I know that... That's, that's also that, that intellectualizing. Exactly. Because your particular story and your core wounding says that anger is wrong, or anger right. is shameful, or anger is this. Yeah. So then we resist and bypass even more. Whereas, like you're saying, if we can just be with the body... Exactly. And f just feel it. Don't don't start labeling and don't start judging. Just feel the sensations and the, the impulses that arrive through the body. Right, yeah. So that's, that's just my entire point. And I picked those two very specifically because for myself, uh, it is anger often is something that I refuse to acknowledge within myself. And I know that for you, uh, sadness can be something that's difficult to work with because you don't want to give into like a depression. And I think we both have this kind of red line that we're afraid to cross where like, oh, well, if I give into anger, I'm just going to explode and I'm going to hurt somebody. Or if I ex just sit with this sadness, then maybe, you know, I'll, I'll just become depressed and I'll never get off the couch again. And that kind of fear can prevent us from really understanding what's at the greatest depths and that's really deep when you get to that level. Totally. And I can't emphasize it enough that it goes back to our whatever our core wounding and core story and core mythology is. So we can identify it in the mind like, oh, I'm feeling sad right now. And I can identify and know very well what my story is. I grew up in a in a household with an alcoholic and a drug, a drug addict's mother who was also severely depressed and never got off the couch. So I equate sadness and depression with like no productivity, emotional unavailability, lack of safety, all of these different things. And I don't want to be that, damn it. So I intellectualize, right? Instead of just feeling into my body and not half-assedly going about my process and going about what my needs are, actually feeling into and allowing myself to just kind of go down the rabbit hole and trust that I will return because I am not my story. I am not my mother. I am not on drugs and I'm not an alcoholic. So I am a completely different person. And and we all have different seasons and different things that we will go through and experience. And resisting these things is only going to prolong and create that snowball. And you're not going to get into the the per
control and find the medicine and the beauty within if, if you're not willing to just sit with it and to feel into it and to understand what's there for you on the other side. And one last thing about that as well. So intellectualizing can be a hindrance. The other thing is becoming very self-aware of what your patterns are. So say that you you are getting into the body. You're beginning this practice and it is a daily practice and it's not something that like, A, it, it's not something to like become an expert at. There's no trophy to win. Like I'm the embodiment master champion. I'm so good. It's like, no, that's not the point. And it's not something that may come easily for you. Maybe it will and maybe tomorrow it won't. So it's, it's about being fluid and being okay with whatever shows up in any given moment, meeting yourself where you are and feeling into the range of, of possibilities and options that are available to you. So it's not this or that it's not good or bad it's not coming easily and now it sucks it's it's like no just being fluid with it and knowing what your patterns and your habits are so when things do start to get uncomfortable and new and uncharted territory that you go into what do you start to want to do babe you you mentioned like this emotional hunger so for a lot of us it could be like oh i'm going about this i'm feeling this and like oh i want to snack all of a sudden like that sudden onset of hunger or a food thought isn't really physical hunger that's us kind of like oh i don't like this or you know i'm feeling into this i'm being with this and i wonder what's happening on instagram right now <laughs> right i know that for me sometimes it's a, a control thing like i can't control anything else but i can go in the kitchen and control a sandwich you yeah, know absolutely that's why a lot of of different practices like taking a whole day off of social media and away from your email like how does that feel when i say that i'm asking my listeners like they can reply to me right, right now but just <laughs> yeah like feeling into how does that feel just that prospect or going on a one day two day three day juice fast like how does that feel so neither one of those things would kill you neither one of those things would cause like irreparable damage in your life and yet we resist them we resist them because they you know without food or without scrolling mindlessly through instagram or facebook we may actually have to feel a thing or two and we don't have those those little safe control bubble patterns to just keep repeating habitually. And the beauty is when you kind of dig in a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more, what's there is is nothing but like beauty. I mean, truly. And yeah, is it challenging? And yeah, does it suck? And I mean, you know, for the sake of transparency, this last um, eclipse season that we just got through, the full moon in particular, really showed me a whole new side, a whole new piece of my own journey and I had what I was jokingly calling like a self-exorcism and sometimes that's necessary sometimes some screaming into a pillow and crying and like various fluids coming out of various holes of your face and writhing on the floor and yelling is needed and it passes it lasts like you know whatever and then on the other side is is clarity and maybe that's not it for you maybe it's it's a different thing but the point is, if we're feeling stuck and we're feeling frustrated and we are having these this feeling of unconnect disconnection and not being able to identify what's happening, that stuck and that frustrated and that overwhelm is only going to continue if you don't get yourself a little bit uncomfortable and try something different. Because what's on the other side is nourishment and beauty beyond your wildest dreams, guaranteed. And that all starts by getting into the body and dropping some of these habitual patterns and going about it very lovingly and compassionately and fluidly absolutely thank you very much and there's one last note because i think we're kind of going over time here but i uh wanted to thank you for giving me a new motto like we've all heard the phrase 
half-assed, but I've never heard full-assed before. So you just give me new words to live by. Live life full-assed. You want to live with your full-ass. I don't think I can take credit for that. I've, I think no? I've heard it before. Yeah. But, oh. I mean, if you want to quote me or, like, you know, mention me on Instagram, y'all. Live in full-ass. Right. Has- at Interspark Life. Hashtag full-ass. Hasht- that- hashtag full-ass. <laughs> Hashtag subtle medicine pod. I can't talk. Pasta. I think we should just stop. Right. It's quitting time. This is harder than people might think, you know. (laughs) All right. So we're out of time for today. Probably for the better. Right. If you have loved the show and want to learn more, be sure to subscribe to it. Please leave us a review on iTunes, share with a friend, and visit www.innerspark.life to learn more. We would love to hear your thoughts or questions about today's show, so deepen the conversation with us on social media at InnerSparkLife on Instagram and Facebook, and catch us next time when we'll discuss the mother wound. So much love to you until then.